Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. Apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, guys. Hi. There he is. Donald, you'll be very happy to know that I don't have my sound effects machine, so any sound effects uh, <laughs> drops that the audience likes, I will be doing live. This is the best day ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> what just happened, people? Everyone, today is the best day ever. Because I don't have the sound effects machine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> None listen, of that bullshit. Audience, None of that listen. Zach, I love you shit. Zach, None I love you. Listen, I'm going to do them live. I just want the audience to know oh, that when they hear them. They don't sound as what you trying to get into a day of shoon? What you trying to do? That's the only one that you can do that's actually going to sound authentic. Everyone no. else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> you don't sound like me. Mm-hmm. Try Wu-Tang forever. Try Wu-Tang forever. Wu-Tang forever. No, it doesn't work. Wu-Tang forever. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't How are you? Work. I miss you. How are you? I miss you too. This has been a crazy, crazy, crazy summer. Holy shit. Yes, it's very bizarre time in our town because nobody can work. Yeah, and very it's true. hot as balls outside. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Nobody can work and it's hot as balls outside. This is what I imagine hell is like. Hot <laughs> and workless. <laughs> Hot and workless. Well, that just shows that you love your work too, because a lot of people um, would would imagine hell would be a hot and work full. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, not if you love what you do. Yeah, if you love what you do. I'm one of the very few people in the world that gets to do what he's always wanted to do. Yes, and that's probably true, Donald. You're one of an elite group of people that actually gets to do what they love to do. Mm-hmm. Joelle and Daniel, too. I mean, we, very we don't know how they feel about this job. Yeah, Daniel might <laughs> fucking hate this job. I love I'm, my job. Okay, there we go. No, but Donald's right. Daniel might be like, I will kill them one day soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's going to do I hear it, what you're trying to get Daniel. into a day soon, one more fucking time, I'm going to blow. <laughs> I have to listen to their voices even yeah. after the show is over. Yeah, because Daniel has to edit the show. So for all we know, he's up late at night be like, oh, soon, soon. <laughs> fucking microphone. Donald, if you don't get your mic right. Yes. 
If he reads that ad wrong one more fucking time, I'll blow. <laughs> yeah, Daniel oh, wants to be guys. in Ibiza being like, din, 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 <laughs> You got to show me love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Daniel, is that your dream to be a well-paid DJ in Ibiza on drugs? Oh my uh, God. It, it was for a little bit. It was for a little bit. I'm not going to lie, though. I do love this job. And I, oh, and I okay. love having a real home life. Being gone every weekend and not having like friends to hang out with during the week is, is tough. Yeah, so, but you make uh, more money DJing, man. That's for damn sure. Hell no. I wish. Oh, my gosh. No, but he's not talking. I Daniel wish. Daniel never reached, and he could, of, of course, if he tried we don't know but he never he never reached the he never reached the private jet dj status i assume now not not quite no it was it was a long road and there are many uh choices i may have changed along the way however i'm very proud of that time in my life and i'm happy where i am now so no regrets you know i That's met and i hung out with the dj zed do you know him oh Dan? anton i do know anton anton is paid <laughs> yes, he's extremely good. I think so? If I made a song like Clarity, then yes, I would yeah, not be here say, right you now. Yeah, but you are a piece of me. Oh my gosh, me. he's so talented. That's the, I mean, that's is he all super he talented? I don't, I don't listen to that music. So is he super good? He must he be is, because he's super. He is. I'm alive. <laughs> that song rules. He is super talented. He's an amazing musician. Like he's a classically trained pianist. So wait he a second, just, like, didn't which McCallum write that song though? Uh, he didn't write that song, didn't? Uh, Hillary Duff's husband wrote that song. The the lyrics or the yeah. music? The lyrics. The lyrics. Yeah, 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 for That's sure. That's his uh, song. Yeah. It is. It is his song. I can't remember the name of the singer, but she's also very talented. But I mean, he wrote the music part of it. So that's right. the part that I give him those most credit for. He also works with, I mean, a bunch of talented writers. He's brought up so many people. I, I got nothing but respect for Zed. Oh, that's nice to hear. He was a very. Yeah. He's a very nice guy. I just met mm -hmm. him a few times, and um, he's. Uh, He's super nice. I just, yeah, I just saw. I also happened to see his house, so I was like, "Damn, <laughs> Anton, <laughs> man is crushing it." Does he have a? Do you have a movie theater? He just had one of those like I'm a rich DJ. Holy shit, houses. Yeah. Like, did he have a tennis court? I didn't like survey the grounds, Donald. I was just there for a cocktail party, and it was like a wow house. And I was like, wow, this is one of those. I don't know his music. I don't yeah, fake grass or real grass. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you determine wealth? Oh, I'm just about. saying, some people determine wealth whether they have a swing in the cement. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you got to tell that story now. You can't leave the audience curious about that story. My wife told us that when she was growing up. Mm. <laughs> Are you going to tell this right or do I need to take over? I'm going to fucking tell it wrong. You need to take over, dude. I need to take over Donald's wife's story just because Donald's too high to remember it. No, was, it's, it's so long ago. She was talking about how in Waco, Texas, and this was many years ago. Well, Marlin, Texas. Outside Marlin, Texas, that her grandmother had a really nice house uh, for, for very little money. And she, and this is Casey said this without any trying to joke at all. She was like, y'all, she got this house for $30,000. And this house was nice, y'all. I mean, it had a swing set in the cement. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> she wasn't trying to be funny. She was like, that was one of the nice features of the house was right. that the swing set was embedded was in, in the, the cement. cement. Not into the dirt. Amazing. It wasn't one of those ones where when you swing hard, it comes up. No, 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 no. There's no, no chance of the swing This fucker up. was in Anchored. the cement. It was locked up in that motherfucker. <laughs> but dude, if Casey wasn't joking. Came, 
Casey you're not was, going off to Oz no. on the swing set. <laughs> but Donald, do you remember Casey wasn't joking? She wasn't trying to be funny. She was like being gen- earnest. She was like, y'all, it was nice. Like yeah. the swing set was in the cement. Yeah. <laughs> she was bragging. Y'all. Oh, no, it was a nice house. Should we talk um, about going to T-Swift? Because we had a great mandate. Listen, that yeah. T-Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cody was hating. Yeah. Well, Cody, 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 Cody's, Cody's not a fan. We don't listen, need to listen to Cody. Cody's, Cody's all in on Beyonce. Well, we should listen Brittany. to Cody because he gets you into shape and everything like that. But no, but I mean, he's not a T Swift fan, and Donald and I are, and we had a really nice date. We had a great night. I mean, hanging out with the people that we hung out made it even more special, though. Too. Like getting <laughs> yeah. to see Elizabeth talk about Banks it. again. Yeah, right. Get to see, getting to see Bree. Uh, uh, and 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 Sarah and Sarah Paulson. It was quite the crew. Oh my gosh! Wait a minute. I have like three friends who've met Lapita, and they said she literally stole their breath. She's the most beautiful woman. Yeah, she's outrageous. She's outrageous. Oh my god! I'm so jealous. But it was just Donald and I were like, we're like, you know, I know Sarah Paulson. We know Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Banks. You know, I've met Brie Larson. We were we we were in the Casamigos. Shout out to Casamigos for letting us. Uh, watching Hang their awesome box, big ups. But anyway, Donald and I were like, you know, we know these these those gals, and then we saw, and Amy Adams was there, and and I know her, and then but then Donald and I both saw Lupita Nyong, and we both just stopped in our tracks, and we're like, our jaws dropped. She's so pretty, sure. mm-hmm. dude. Come on, and they're all beautiful. I just meant we hadn't met her before in our right. star in our star person. sightings. Yeah. <laughs> say, we were surrounded by nothing but beautiful women that night. <laughs> and other than Darren Chris, and other than Darren Chris, we were the only okay. guys there. That's yeah. funny. And and freaking like Ashley Tisdale came up in there. Like, oh, wow. like we had a crew. And there was a um <laughs> that famous um TikTok girl's sister. I don't know TikTok dancers, oh, but man. um yeah. remember the, her? The one that was on Dancing with the Stars. There was a reality show about oh, her family. The Demilio? Yeah, Demilio's yeah. the older yeah. sister. Oh. Oh. Donald and I may have been the only two straight men not accompanying a child there. <laughs> In all in the all of SoFi Stadium, that, that is how I felt as well. <laughs> oh, did you go? I did. It was great, wasn't it, dude? It was so incredible. Just the fact that she can go for three and a half hours like that is mind blowing to me. I was just standing there dancing and singing, sure, but like she is performing, singing, bantering for three and a half hours. That conditioning is unparalleled. She is such an impressive performer. Man, she fucked up traffic in Hollywood, man. That's all I'm going to say. How about that? Look, it was cool the first night. I was like, oh, man, Taylor's in town. This is dope. Zach's taking me. And we had a great time. I sang. I did all of that stuff. But for the next six days, traffic in Los Angeles was shit. Donald and, and I it was lo- all because of Taylor Swift. Donald and I were yeah. loving the show, but I looked at him like because we were starting to time out. We knew how long the show was. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want you to look at all these people, 70,000 people. I'm like, all these people are going to try and leave at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Donald, we are going to miss some final Taylor tracks. Right. We missed the encore. <laughs> we missed all of that shit. We was like, that's a wrap. We love Taylor, but we don't love two hours of traffic, Taylor. No, 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 no. no. I can't sit in the parking lot for two no, hours. No, I would have lost then. my mind. No, I would have lost my mind. No way. I saw, I saw the but line for Uber, and I was like, there's no way. It could not be caught dead in that Uber these women were like these people. big stars like Lupita and Sarah Paulson. They were disappearing for like an hour, and you're like, "Where'd they go?" And they would come back. They had gotten on the merch line. They had been oh. on the line mm-hmm. for merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
came back with all the merch. And I was like, I was like, Donald, I was like, Donald, you need to go. Uh, the the cool thing to do would be for you to come home with one of those sweatshirts for Casey. And he's like, Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Only wow. way I'm getting one of them things with Casey is if like if Lupita's like, would you like a sweatshirt? Right. You like, were yeah, hoping right, that yeah. Lupita was going to be <laughs> That's like. That's what I was I, hoping. I even asked hoping- Brie Larson. I was like, Brie. Yeah. Did you get anything from me? You were hoping mm-hmm. that Lupita and Young wow. was going to be like, Donald, I Googled your wife's sizes, and here's right. a hoodie. <laughs> we're totally name-dropping. That's how good this freaking party was that we went to. It wasn't just yeah. a concert. It was a party. Like We were hanging out yeah. with s- some really awesome cool. people yeah. that was cool. who really liked Taylor Swift. That was the other thing. It was amazing that, that all of these people really, really – we weren't there just – because it was the Casamigos suite. Like, that's the perk. That was one of the perks. Everybody who was there was a genuine Taylor Swift fan and knew all the lyrics. And yeah, knew- we didn't know. I, we didn't know. Donald and I knew a fraction of the songs because I think I, well, I, I, I really, I like Taylor a lot, but my, I was, my favorite album is Folklore because she made an album with uh, The National. So it was like, wow, that's, that's the most Taylor kind of music that can be. I love a lot of the pop hits, don't get me wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But, for me, that's the album that that I responded to most. So there were so many songs that were played, but I didn't I didn't even know. Oh, not me. Played a ton. That shit was. I, there's maybe like three songs, four songs of the whole night that I was like, oh, I don't know this one. I didn't know yeah. the era when she came out like in the princess dress, like that kind of music. Oh, for Speak Now, yeah, yeah. I don't so know that songs stuff. Songs are in Speak Now. That is an album I'm honestly least familiar with. I believe that is her third album. And yeah, the it's country not stuff super... and the princess Last stuff. Last kiss, didn't know. haunted, sparks yeah. fly. Oh, that's when Dear John, Mean. <laughs> that's Mean. That's oh yeah, I don't know on. that shit. Yeah, but we like 1989, yeah. and we like. Um, what's the uh, reputation? That I knew all oh, that oh, shit. I, what's the one where? What's the one where she has the midnight hat over her face? That was uh, that was red. Yeah, I know that. Shit. Yeah, I know yeah. all of that. The dancers were incredible. The just eh, this... let's keep it one hundred. All right, let's be honest. <laughs> Taylor ain't no dancer. <laughs> let's be one hundred about it all. Oh, She's Swifties, a great performer. Swifties, Swifties don't Donald kill me. Phazon, don't kill me. But I'm telling you right because... now, none of these. All y'all be cracking me up with the these motherfuckers can dance their ass off. And then d- not pay attention to I'm the fact about the dancers, that there's a Beyonce though. out there. They, they, come on, man. Come on, buddy. There's a <laughs> come on, buddy. Let's keep it 100. Taylor is a great performer and she has a great strut that she does. <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. That strut is powerful. But when it comes to dancing, there's not a lot at the show. There was right. not a lot a of dancing. Snake the emojis show. in his Instagram comments right now. <laughs> I know. First of all, guys, it's Donald underscore <laughs> Don't do Azon. It. Don't do it. Don't do and it. And it's an underscore instead of an F because he was so high, he typed it wrong. No, I was mm-hmm. drunk that night. Oh, oh drunk. Sorry. <laughs> um, I I was talking about not Taylor, uh, the obviously, and I'm not comparing it to Beyonce's or uh, Lady Gaga. Anyway, I thought the dancers that were hired were very good, and the show is just so pretty. The stage production mm-hmm. and the lighting, and uh, it's it was like a, it, I described it to someone as like a halftime show that went for three and a half hours. Yes, exactly. You know what the best part of it was is when the stage is empty and it's just her by herself on the yeah, stage and, and you so see how big the stage is and how she's commanding that big of a stage. It also right. helps that you have a giant freaking uh, jumbotron up yeah. above. But when you look down 
and you see just her in this big giant T of a stage, mm-hmm. holy cow. It's like, wow, you you're by yourself out there and you're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. I know. And every and, and seventy thousand people are singing your lyrics back to you. What a feeling. Mm-hmm. Shit's crazy. I'm gonna go see Coldplay at the Rose Bowl on September thirtieth. That'll be fun. Because you know be that's really my nice. jam. They're so mm-hmm. fun live. Mm-hmm. They got any new music? Um I'm sure they do. I'm 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 going to see all my favorites. I just gotta um, go back wanna... one last thing. Yeah. She opened the motherfucker up with freaking uh the song that's popping right now, the summer shit. Uh cool summer. It's the it's the summer jam. Cool summer. That so should make good. me want to do the snake like you freaking back oh in the God. 80s and stuff, right? <laughs> like straight up, dude. Straight up. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out. It. I want to give a shout out to my very good friend, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. His name is Preston Boyd, and he is currently playing Javert in the the tour of Les Miserables, which is currently in Los Angeles. And if you're listening to this and you're going to be in Los Angeles in the next few weeks, I'm telling you, go see it. He just is extraordinary. I hope you're going to go, Donald. I really want to. Um, you should bring Wilder. She'll love it. It's so well know. done. It's 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 Les Mis. I don't know. I know it's I know it's singing throughout the whole thing. So I'm hoping that'll that'll be intriguing to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could I, give her the basics of the story. You could talk her yeah. through, explain it to her. Yeah, yeah, that'll be yeah, be, that'll be interesting. Anyway, it's a great production, and I'm so proud of my friend because he's really great in it. So I wanted to say, if you're in LA in the next couple of weeks. Go see it at the Pantages, which is such a beautiful oh, theater. I can't so remember last time I was at the Pantages. Yeah. And um, also, yeah. before yeah. we move on, shout out to Rachel Zales, man. Yo, thanks for hooking up the Casamigos suite. That yeah. was really awesome. So shout out to her, man. We've known her for a really long time, and she's always been really nice to us. So shout out. Yes, and Rachel, um, I, be- is, I believe, is the head of publicity for Casamigos. So she was the reason we uh, – not that George Clooney doesn't uh, love – Take Don, Donald and I mm-hmm. places, but I mean, uh, but he, I mean, I'm sure he listens to the podcast. Well, I know that George loves the podcast, but yeah. I don't I'm know sure that George, I don't think George was in charge of the guest list. For but the I'm suite. sure that's part of the reason. Well, I don't know, man. I would in our minds, I would, Donald, in our minds, she went to like, George and said, he's in town. And I think Donald and Zach, after listening to the podcast would love to be. Yes. Yeah, so. That's in our mind. That's how it happened. That George Clooney listens to the podcast and he was like, Rachel, come in my office, please. <laughs> I know we have limited room in the suite, and Lupita's already contacted me. <laughs> but are there two seats for Zach and Donald? And she's like, "Aren't they straight?" Yeah, they are. <laughs> are they going to bring children? No, no, they're going to go on a date together. <laughs> Amazing. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, he was that's like, what happened. I need the suite for them. Yes, I need this to be a perfect. He had night. to call Lupita and say, "Sorry, you only get a plus one." Right. Because originally she had the whole yeah. thing locked Lupita down. Lupita had like plus five, and it George like, had to call her and, and calm that shit down, Lupita. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Amy Adams. No children alone. Um, all right. So Donald's going to count us in. Before he does, I want to say, you know, we're not allowed to talk about scrubs, as you guys know. So Donald and I are looking for cool opportunities to invite really interesting people on the show. Sometimes they'll be famous people, actors or creative types um, or other fame for other reasons. Um, like Cody was interesting to us. And um, I'm, I've am i been fortunate enough to meet through Krista Miller, uh, who has a very good friend named Claire Staples, 
who, when I met Claire and heard her story and went to her ranch in Malibu, um, I was just blown away by what she has dedicated her life to. And I said to Donald and Joelle and Daniel, I really want to have this woman on because I've just become obsessed with this woman's Instagram account. She has dedicated her life to rescuing wild horses. Um, and she will explain to us the whole situation, why the Bureau of Land Management rounds up these horses, what they do to them, and how she has dedicated her entire life and formed this charity that rehabilitates and rescues these beautiful animals. And I've just been so moved by it. I've been obsessively watching her videos. She has an Instagram account, which we'll send you to. Um, I turned my mom onto it. And literally right before I got on the podcast, my mom was like saying, I can't stop watching these videos. I'm like crying because they're so beautiful. Um, you just go down a rabbit hole. You know what I mean? You think like, you know, you don't, you don't think about stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you, you it's, you, because you uh, recommended it and I watched it, it was like, wait a second, well, let me go down more of this. Like yeah. you don't realize the feelings that these animals have and, uh, and the long-lasting bonds and friendship that they create. Um, yeah. And it's really it's really interesting. Yeah, and, and she's going to tell us all about it. I just wanted to give the Instagram a shout-out right off the bat because if you love animals, um, this is just the most beautiful uh, Instagram account. Um, you see how she rehabilitates these horses, and, um, and, and you follow their stories. And people are so invested in their stories because Claire is such a good storyteller. The, the account handle on Instagram is Sky Dog Sanctuary. And uh, join uh, the four of us in in uh, in following them, and you will just fall in love. And by the way, she'll go on to tell you all about it. But the charity um, covers um, that she raises money for these animals. It's also donkeys as well, and 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 other you know other um, equine you know zebras, and you know, they're res rescued from circuses and anything. I mean, she'll tell us all about it. But I wanted you to know that she it's her it's a lot of it is her money. She's she they're a wealthy couple. And uh, the charity helps raise money for food and vet bills, uh, et cetera. But she and her husband um, are the ones who bought this 9,000-acre ranch in wow. Bend, Oregon, and are spending their own money to, to rescue these animals. So it's just really, really inspiring. Donald, count us in. Five, six, seven, eight stories about a show we made about a bunch of dogs and nurses in a Canada who love to hate. I said, here's a story. All right, Daniel, please let in Claire Staples. Here she comes. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Claire Staples! <laughs> there she is. Oh, there she is. There she is. Hi, Claire. Hello. Can you hear me? We oh, can. Absolutely. Sound great. How are you? Good to see you. Welcome to the program, Claire Staples. I'm so excited that you made this happen, that you're here with us. It's kind of a dream come true moment for me to be on your podcast, to be well, speaking you know, to you. We are very happy to make your dreams come true. That's Thank what we do you. here on that Fake Doctor. That is how Dr. we do it. Claire, I, I, first I want you to meet the legendary Donald Faison. Aloha. Hello, Donald. How are and that's you? Uh, Joelle and Daniel, our, our partners in this endeavor. Hey, guys. Hi, Pleasure to meet you. I just want to tell the audience, I had the the 
just this incredible experience. Kristen Miller said to me, I want to take you to my friend's ranch in, in, in Malibu. She rescues wild horses. And I said, well, that's, I love animals. That sounds really interesting. And I went and I, and I saw this ranch, which is relatively small to what Claire has going on in Bend, Oregon, which is 9,000 acres. And Claire started to tell me the story of why and what's going on with the Bureau of Land Management and wild horses. And I was just blown away. And the more she talked and she was so captivating, I then followed her on Instagram. And Claire, I was just telling the audience that my mom literally – Right before I got on this podcast, she texted me, I can't stop watching Claire's videos. They're so moving. She's like, I'm crying watching these videos. So you've already got my mom and, and I hooked. Um, will you please just start at the very beginning? Because I imagine most people, like myself, know nothing about what's going on. First and foremost, why is the Bureau of Land Management um, rounding up these horses, and, and how do they do it? Okay, but before we start, sorry, go ahead, start, I'm sorry. I had no idea that this was happening. I thought this had I thought horses were already bred in captivity. I didn't know that there were still wild horses out there. Okay. Um so uh let just to know just the history of it all. This land was yeah. once filled with yeah. horses like 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 zebra in Africa. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Herds and herds of horses. No, and it's absolutely true. There used to be like between two to five million wild horses all across the Western states. And it, it, it is true. When, when white men came from the east across to the west on the railroads that were now built, actually they would give shotguns to the passengers riding because as they went along, they would shoot buffalo or the wild horses just for entertainment, you know, because they were bored on this cross-country trip. That, and then I don't know if you guys know the film, The Misfits with James Dean and Marilyn Monroe. It's an extraordinary film, but basically James Dean plays a Mustanger back in probably the 50s or 60s. And these cowboys used to go out and round up hundreds of wild horses and use them for chicken feed and pet food. And over that time, the numbers diminished and diminished. And eventually it got down to about 27,000 wild horses in the Western States, which from the millions there were, was practically extinct. extinct. Yep. And um, this, this amazing woman in Nevada happened, she was working as a secretary in Reno and followed a slaughter truck that had blood pouring out of it all the way to a slaughterhouse, saw these wild horses being unloaded to be slaughtered. And from that day in 1971, well, in 1971, she actually got legislation passed, but she started this amazing grassroots organization where she had kids write to the president and ask him to protect America's wild horses. And Richard Nixon actually brought in a bill to protect the wild horses and wild burrows of America. And um just pause there because I had to yeah. Google this. Oh, wild burrows means wild donkey. Yes. See, yes. I did my homework. All right. You did. <laughs> yeah. So this amazing piece of legislation came in uh, ostensibly to protect them and increase their numbers. And since then it's really been a battle between advocates for the wild horses, the cattle ranchers, and extractive mining companies because our public lands where these wild horses live are also used to mine uranium and plutonium and oil and gas and coal and so that can't these be healthy for them 
<laughs> no. So the government's intent is really just to clear the public lands of wild horses because they don't make any money off them. And they do, the cattle lobbyists have enormous um, pull and sway in Congress. But, you know, it, it it is funny because we always used to talk about the BLM rounding up these horses and then Black Lives Matter came along. And there I'm was about to so say, well, don't blame it on Black Lives Matter now. They Hold on like, now. But wait. What does Black Lives Black Matter Lives? have to do with the yeah. wild horses, Clara? Why You've already lost out? me. <laughs> Why are they out there rounding up all wild horses? It was a very confusing pivot that the organization made. So I try and say the longer version, as you just did, Bureau of Land Management. Okay, but Claire, why? So just to go slowly, because there's a lot to digest. Yeah. Is the cattle lobby at the heart of why they are rounding up these horses? A lot of the time, yes. They have um, just historically in a state like Wyoming, for example, you know, you only have to watch Yellowstone and these these cattle barons back in the day had so much power and they really treated public lands as a free grazing asset for their cows that they would turn out onto public lands. They would fatten them up and then bring them into slaughter and make a lot of money from it. But these days, a lot of the people that own these massive cattle ranches are really doing it as a tax break. They're massive conglomerations like the Koch brothers and Hilton. And these it, it, they get so many tax breaks from running this kind of scam where the taxpayers are paying to not only round up the wild horses in favor of cows and sheep, but also um, because they're the people that are electing the people in these states. So the cattle lobbyists, you know, put money into their campaigns and get them elected. And in exchange, they keep rounding up the horses and scapegoating them as being the most detrimental thing to public lands when really cows and sheep outnumber horses 50 to one sometimes on public lands. They're saying that the horses are grazing too much. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? No. Yeah, and the percentages are tiny, Claire. I looked this yeah. up, and I, you'll know if this is accurate or not, but I was just, again, trying to be a good interviewer because Donald and I are uh, mm -hmm. in, in going, going, uh, teaching ourselves to be really good interviewers. It looks, you know, the percentages of, 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 of horses to livestock is minuscule. Minuscule. How do they get away with blaming the, the, the loss of whatever I'm assuming is the feed to the horses if the number of cattle outnumber the horses by by so much of a percentage. Yeah. And I know this is going to come as a huge shocker to you, but the government lies. Um, what? The, the, <laughs> the BLM are an agency, a government agency under the Department of the Interior, and they sort of make up a whole bunch of reasons for why the horses have to keep being rounded up. But really, it comes back to the same reason the buffalo went extinct or, you know, the Native American Indians were put on reservations. It's it's no different to the Wild West that it used to be. It's a land grab. It's let's get rid of everything that's inconvenient and not making us money. And that's their primary purpose, I think, for being. And it's just, it's been an amazing thing in the last few years because there, because of social media, there are now so many groups, photographers that go out and photograph these wild horses, which are so beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think most of the American public would rather see, you know, herds of picturesque horses that all have names now and you know are very well known and then and then the BLM comes and rounds up you know 3000 of them at a time and it's heartbreaking for a lot of people but there just doesn't seem to be anything that we can do they have the law on their sides and 
it now keeps happening. It's so crazy, man, because it seems like horses, Mustangs, all of that, it seems so American. You know yes. what I mean? It, it seems so, American. Yeah. It's like it's like apple pie almost. Land totally. of the horse, you know what I mean? Cowboys, all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's really interesting that the government's trying to round them up. And now, take us into chapter two of the story, just to just to go through it all. So then, what they do? Talk us through the roundup. They round up these wild horses using a hel- using helicopters, I believe. You're going to tell us about it, and then they put them in these in sort of ho- holding pens that, as mm-hmm. you can imagine, are not uh, ideal uh, conditions at all. So tell us about that part of it. Yeah, so they they announce a roundup. They ask for public comment. They ignore them all, and then they come during a certain. You know, they'll say, "Okay, this roundup is going to take two weeks." And helicopters come and push all these round horses, all these wild horses, into a trap, which kind of has just burlap on either side. And they use a Judas horse, which is really interesting that it's called a that. Judas but, horse. What's that? Yeah. So they hold on to a tame horse who's trained to run into the trap. And when he starts running alongside the other horses, they all follow him in, which oh, is why he's called. so sad. He's a I Judas. I know. He's a Judas. He's betraying all on. his. Yeah, he turns on them. So that's always interesting. But it, I mean, the, the roundups are hor- horrific and brutal. A lot of the horses die or are shot at the trap site for having any kind of impediment, like if they've can't see out of one eye or they have, you know, a broken knee, like puffed up knee. It's it's things they've been living out in the wild and they were just chased by a helicopter and managed to survive that. And then sadly they shoot them at the trap site for if they think they're unadoptable. And they're then taken to short-term holding facilities, which are all over the Western states in every state. And they're kept there. Some are adopted out. But most tend to go to these long-term holding facilities, which is yet another way for ranchers and cowboys to make money off these wild horses because they get paid millions to have wild horses on their land or stockpile them or keep them in pens until they die. So it's a pretty sad life from the day that- uh, I'm so confused. Why are they paid millions to house horses, but yeah. not millions to take care of the horses? So you don't have to take care of the horse. All you have to do is house the horse. Yeah, house the horse. And you get paid a certain amount a day. And it really is a black hole that horses disappear into. And there's very little way of finding out where they went. or So they could be turned into, they could be slaughtered yeah. and turned into food. Yeah, talk about yeah. the slaughter piece, um, Claire, because you, Claire was telling me that the government has a program where they say you can adopt one of these horses and they'll actually pay you $1,000 to take on one of these animals. Yeah. But then they discovered um, that there's a loophole where people are, quote unquote, adopting them and then selling them for slaughter for meat in Mexico. Do I have that right? Yeah. Mexico and Canada. So um, yeah, that's exactly what happens. People come and they might take four or eight or 12 or 16 because you can adopt them in groups of four. So they get their entire family to each adopt four, bring them to their place. And then as soon as they get the title for the horse, and it means they own them, they take them to the local auction, livestock auction, and sell them for meat money, which is the price per pound that they're selling at at that time. And then they're shipped to either Mexico or Canada because America shut down horse slaughter plants a long time ago just because 
Americans decided we don't eat horses. They're companion animals. They have helped us found this country and pull a plow and go into war with us. And but we don't eat them. We but ain't. We don't want them here anymore. We apparently want the land not. instead. That's yeah. I mean, no. Now, Claire, explain to me the loophole. How does if if we have outlawed slaughter, but the loophole is that you can sell it to someone in Mexico who can slaughter it, and you still get paid. Yeah, you get a thousand dollars per horse to take it. Yeah, that's, that's the, do that's they pay, the, they pay you to take care of it too? Am I correct? No, they're just no. paying you to oh, adopt okay. it. Yeah, Got exactly. It. You can adopt. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Claire. You can literally take a thousand dollars per horse to adopt mm-hmm. it, and then turn around and sell it to slaughter in Mexico. Yeah. So you sell it to a kill buyer. You sell it at a livestock auction, but it's usually going to be a kill buyer that buys up these large numbers of unhandled wild horses because there's not much other use for them, and then they will ship them in huge semi-trucks across the border to Mexico where they are killed in the most horrifying way. So we won't even talk about that because it's too horrible to even think about. Okay. Now, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. That's all the bad news. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back after this break, we're going to tell you what this angel of a human being <laughs> sent from the heavens above has dedicated her life to doing to save these animals. We'll be right back. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and ultra-premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. And we're back. We're back with Claire Staples. Claire, um, one of the videos. So I want you to tell us all about the foundation you founded. I sent listeners to it already. You have to follow her on Instagram, Sky Dog Sanctuary. Do I have that right? Yes. 
Correct. You will you will be like my she, mom and I. Or wait, it's your, my mom and me, Krista, me, your friend. Krista will be so she pissed off if you get. By the way, wrong. you know this. One thing about Krista is, if you don't say the right me and I version, she corrects you. And she, but there and, is no I version, is what she said to us originally. No, there is. You just have to say the trick she taught me is you you take out the name. So I would I would say you have to join me in watching Sky Dog Sanctuary Instagram again. So then I add my mom and I go. You have to join my mom and me. Right? You wouldn't say you have to join I. I right. think I got that right. I don't want to get in trouble. Krista's been lecturing me on that for 23 years, but I think yeah. I finally got it. I was about it. to say, since I've known her. Yeah. And I've yeah. fucked it and, up and every yeah, time. Because every she is shameless. <laughs> if you don't say the right version, she corrects you. And it's, right. I've and said it wrong since, quite a few times. Since we're here, I always say it wrong. But now yeah. if we're in front of her friend, Claire, we got to get it right. right. Um, join my mom and me in watching Sky Dog Sanctuary videos. The way you, Claire, you're such a good storyteller. You know every single one of these horses' names. Um, tell us about the foundation. And and I, there was a viral video that uh, I recommend. There's a there's an account called the Dodo, which I think focuses on on animal stories. And you have a few you have a few stories. Yeah, there, they, the Dodo is a big yeah. fan of Claire. But talk about. Uh, I just watched it and I, tears came to my eyes. Uh, this is kind of like a, a beautiful distillation of what. Claire does, and and the st tell the story of the of the Mustang that that was that you photographed that was photographed mm -hmm. jumping out of one of these pens, and trying to escape, and then Claire was able to reunite him with one of his mares. Well, please don't don't give it away. Okay, sorry, spoiler, but Claire, <laughs> tell the story, please, because this this is the kind of thing that Claire does, and it's detective work, and it's it's just amazing. Please, the fact that you were able to. At, and also, last thing, the fact that you were able to put two and two together. Look, I look at horses. Them things all look alike. I'm going to keep mm -hmm. it 100. I love, I think they're beautiful. <laughs> they don't all look alike, Donald. I mean, yeah, some are darker than others. But like, you put yeah. a white horse in front of me, I'm going to be like, silver. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Claire, please tell the story of this beautiful uh, Mustang. That was just such an extraordinary thing for us because actually someone that does a lot of techie stuff sent to me a screenshot of us trending at number seven on YouTube or something like that that day. And I was just mind blown because yeah. I think I'm living in this little world of horse people. And then the fact that it had gone so viral and that was a horse named Phoenix who mm -hmm. it really just started with a photograph. I follow some of the advocacy groups and I saw this photograph of this distinctive horse jumping a seven foot panel after he'd been chased by helicopter pushed in and his family was sort of looking up as he went over the, the fence and I just thought because it was my local corrals which is like two hours away I thought I'm just going to go there and see if that horse survived you know is he there and there he was with another horse that was in that video it was his kind of lieutenant in the band and I saw his mare and then I inquired about him and they told me that he was going to be released into the wild and he, you know, because of his genetics and stuff. Anyway, months and months went by and I used to go to the crowds and every time I would see him and tell him he's going to go out and be free again. And they then one day through their teeth. Yeah, they yeah. was lying. <laughs> yeah. It's a common thread. But anyway, he was still there like a year later. And I asked about him because his friend had now gone and they'd sent his friend to Germany to a Mustang event and he was now available for adoption. So I adopted him because I was like, that horse wanted to be free more than yeah. any horse I've seen. Like he jumped like higher than any horse I've ever seen. So I was like, let's give him back his freedom. 
but I could never find his mare. And it was, I think a year and a half later, I always look on the internet adoptions and there she was. And I literally was like, wait. And I was looking at the pictures of her and looking at her and looking at the pictures. I was like, it's her. So how long, we, how long were you looking at? Like, that's the question. Like yeah. it wasn't, it's definitely not a split. You no. had to freaking pay attention to oh, there were certain things that you had to find. And, in. Yeah. I was like, okay, she has orange ears, even though she's white and orange knees. And she has this mark on her shoulder and her tail is like this. I mean, it really was like zooming in on the pictures going, I think that's her. And then when we brought her home and reunited her with Phoenix, we called her ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Like Cause she was like a ghost. ghost. Yeah. yeah. Not only was, was she, not only is she a, a, a white uh, horse yeah. with, which reminds you of like a ghost with a sheet yeah. over it and everything like that. She's literally a ghost. After yeah. you adopted Phoenix, it's impossible to find ghosts. You know totally. what I mean? I thought a, she was long disappeared. gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah. Because yeah. so, I'd looked yeah. for her at the corrals and never found her there. So I was like, where the heck has she been? You know, suddenly to appear on the internet adoption so long afterwards and their reunion was really beautiful. All of the families that we've reunited, it's been one of our most popular things. Even though it's a small fraction of what we do, um, it, it is something that has touched people's hearts, I think, yeah. um, really deeply. Because so, this is something I didn't know, Claire, until I spoke to you. But these these are, these are families stay together in the wild. Mm -hmm. That's what I was about to say. I was going to say, can you talk about how, yeah, talk about that. how horses are like the bond is is forever? Yeah. Till so death. A, 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 a male horse will have a group of mares and then their children, and they continue to hang together as a family, right? Well, they actually, the males kick out the young colts, the boys, at about two years old because they don't want them competing with them within their family, which kind of good, it's good because it creates diversity. And then right. the young fillies will be stolen by other young stallions. So there's kind of a stallion and his mare and they might be having children, but then those children go out and have their own families. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the bonds they form out there and they have their own little societies. And it's really, we have, we rescued one family that's four generations of like a grandmother, her daughter, wow. her daughter, her son. And they had stayed together. If a stallion stole one, they would all go with him. And it's just very cool to watch and be around them. They're such wow. deep, deeply thinking and profoundly um, sentient beings, you know, and that's why the whole slaughter pipeline, I think, is really hard to watch because, you know, they know, you know, they know they're in a bad place. They've lost their freedom, their family, and now their lives. And it's, it's just a horrible, it's a horrible underbelly that so, and, and I really do appreciate you having me on because there are so many. You think everyone knows, but I didn't nobody know. knows. I yeah. didn't know. I love I animals. Know. I did. I love animals. I, I love know. horses. I had no idea about this, and that's I why had no I wanted idea. to have I had on. no idea that the dopamine levels in horses was so high, man. Like that's like we feel love on such levels because of the dopamine that we have in our body, right? Like that. I that, love that. And and uh, when you know we don't ever look at other animals as unique and as special as us because they don't have communication. Or we mm -hmm. don't look at them as intelligent and stuff like that. But to hear that these, the bond is not, it's a, I don't know, man, there's something special about staying together. Yeah. You know what I mean? We make movies about that shit. All yeah. of the best movies in the world are 
how we stayed together as a family. Nothing could break the family apart. Yeah. And to know that horses are like this, it's really, in, it's really, it's really like mind blowing. It's also inspiring. Like you know, what Claire's creating is is a really special sanctuary where all these animals that have been separated in the most brutal way uh, can be brought together. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms. And I also want to segue into, there's the animal reunification, the family reunification thing, which is so beautiful. But also a lot of the stories on your Instagram, I notice are how you and your team are rehabilitating these injured horses. Because mm. obviously a lot of them come in really messed up. Um, and some of them are blind. Some of them have cancer. Every, every, issue you can imagine a, a, a wild horse who's been in captivity in, 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 in poor conditions might have. So talk about that, how you, how you and, the, and the vets decide how much you can do, when, 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 when is an animal beyond your mm -hmm. ability to help it and needs to be put down? Can you talk about that? Well, also, and also talk about how like the, you know, the illnesses and stuff like that, a normal rancher would just put down that animal right away and not give the animal a chance and how you're saving them. Yep. And, and I do appreciate it is one thing we've worked really hard to establish a relationship with our local corrals that round up these horses because they do shoot a lot of horses for having small things, which really aren't a death sentence. And 
we have really appreciated the fact that they've now let us come and take special needs horses or seniors that might be euthanized. And um, we've just had such success with that. And I think it's it's really informed a lot of people because often euthanasia is the first place that vets go to or people go to in thinking that this horse has this or that. And a lot of the, the rehabs we've done have been kind of groundbreaking in showing other people. We, we took on this donkey, Waldo, and his hooves, which are kind of supposed to end like that, they had grown all the way around. So he was kind of walking on his knuckles. And even when the vets first saw him, they were like, Claire, I mean, this is, you know, this is not what we expected. But we did a lot of research and we showed it to them. To be to be fair to that vet, he called a lot of people that were experts. They did these like two surgeries on his legs and got his feet. And now he runs around. This donkey Waldo is wow. so popular. <laughs> and it's he has now used that as a sort of test study and a case and it, written a paper on it for other people to do the same on horses or donkeys that have the same issue. So those things are really meaningful to us because it's meant that we've actually done things and they can be costly. And it takes a lot of rehabbing, a lot of kind of personal care from the staff, getting them back to normal. But then to see them live these wonderful lives and, and blind horses, you know, be able to get around. And we've sometimes had a pen of blind horses all start running and they're running in between the trees. And you think, how is that possible that they, you know, but they learn it in their mind. Yeah, they mental yeah. map the whole thing and they know where their water is. I and saw that is. video. I got, I got tears in my eyes. You guys got to look for that video on her Instagram. And it's a pen of a of large pen of blind horses, and they're all together, and they're they're running so fast. And Claire is narrating it. She goes, "You'd think that they 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 would be in danger, but they have literally memorized every tree, everything yeah. that they could run into. It's so beautiful." Yeah, it was very cool. So we do a lot of that, but also, you know, I think it's also with what Donald was saying about the families and the bonds they have. That was such an inconvenient truth for the BLM because they want to portray these animals as livestock. They have a tag number. They are only useful as a tool to be used by people. And to then rewrite that story and show through, you know, amazing evidence that these animals do have these bonds and families and love for each other, that's palpable and easy to see. It's been a very thing that the BLM really fought against, but now they've kind of put up their hands and go find that they have families, you know, and then other sanctuaries and other rescues have reunited families, which is the coolest thing. Because I think, you know, then we can recognize these animals as, you know, who are we as men to say, we're the only ones that love our children, or we're the only ones that have deep bonds and so it's it's cool that that's been I've been really proud of that. And it's really spooky because all of these horses have I mean it's 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 an, it's analogous to the Holocaust with the numbers on yeah. on 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 people's wrists mm. that all of these horses when you watch the videos have government what do you Stamps, call it? Stamps. No, what do you call brands. it? Brand, brands. government yeah. brands. And uh Claire was trying to explain to me when their hair grows out you can't really read the brand but she was saying they're kind of tricky to read anyway. What what is that it denotes where they were captured, right? And what Yeah, it don't it says US, they're the property of the US government and then it gives them the year that they estimate they were born and then where they were rounded up and a tag number to identify them they're with. They branded this or this is shaved mm-hmm. into this. So they're, they're bar- branded. This is burnt yeah. In. It's wow. branded, but when you watch the videos you'll see that because their hair has grown out a bit, it's a little hard to even 
decipher yeah, you what ever, it says. You ever been branded? No, personally, no, I have not yeah, been branded. They do it in college right. fraternities. Sometimes that shit gets infected, man. That shit does not look good, man. I know a couple of people that have been branded. They uh-huh. got that horseshoe on their arm. Uh-huh. That shit don't look good, bro. That shit hurts too. Well, I think we should do a they fake were like, doctor's I was real friends. I would. They'd be like, I was yeah. infected for weeks. Donald, would, well, you be, would you be open to a fake doctor's real friends brand? In opposite world, yes. Daniel, you. I th- I think I'm good, but I appreciate okay. it. I'll be there to okay. supervise. I can hold. If somebody want to pay me that, you want to pay me that money, I'll get that shit. No, I'm not going to pay you for a fake doctor's real friend. No, it was not. it was a volunteer project. No, 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 no. no As no, representative no. of iHeart, I'm going to say we do not condone branding. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> On I'm that sorry. show, Yellowstone, they brand the. Lifers, people that are gonna stay there for life, they give them the Y on their chest, mm-hmm. and it's oh, quite. Well, I I love. I think you can imagine that Claire might like Yellowstone as she's dedicated her life to ranching. Yeah, okay. I want to be Beth Bears when uh, Beth Beth Bears Beth Dutton. I don't think Beth Beth Bears is the <laughs> sweetest woman in the world and very supportive of our cause and sponsors a horse. Beth Dutton on Yellowstone is a very she's I've, she's a character. I've never watched the show. <laughs> Oh, but Donald doesn't. But Donald doesn't watch most things that don't have Star Wars, Marvel. Or well, I hear sports. Harrison Ford's in Yellowstone yeah, now. But that's an yeah. old. That's a, that's oh, a prequel. No, no. You might want to watch that. Prequel. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, can pretend it's Han Solo. I could pretend it's Han Solo or Indiana yeah. Jones. Yes. I'd prefer not to. Okay. I would prefer to pretend that there are some black ranchers. <laughs> there are. There, there are. are. There? Yellowstone. Yeah. Who plays them? Who they get to play the black ranchers? Donald just is going to be mad. Denim Richards you... doesn't Denim Richards is he? Oh, that's you know. Joelle, will you please she Google? I never thought I'd ask this. She knows the clan. Joelle, knows her Joelle will you please around. Google the black actors who play the ranchers? Donald wants to be mad at them for getting a role he could have gotten <laughs> that I could have gotten with Harrison Ford on Yellowstone. Oh my gosh! Claire, tell us a little bit about uh, as Joelle looks that up the um, the charity aspects. I was explaining to the audience that you do fundraise for individual causes for surgeries and stuff, mm-hmm. and 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 but 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 you and your husband pay for. The majority of this, as I understand, it, you've you've built this nine thousand acre sanctuary, right? Tell, talk yeah. a little bit about how people can give um, and 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 what they're actually giving for. Yeah, I mean, it all came about. I had a sort of epiphany at age fifty. I sort of looked around and looked at my life, and I'd spent most of that part of my life believing in the things that people tell you will make you happy. You know, if you get to this weight or you have this car or you live in this place or you have that boyfriend and having had all those things, realizing that it wasn't as a happiness that was sustainable. It, you know, it was very fleeting and then you want another thing or another person or another place. And just kind of realizing that, you know, and also I'm in recovery. So getting back into sobriety and realizing that I really truly wanted to be of service and horses had been my deepest love and passion, you know, in my childhood and throughout my life, they'd kind of come back in. And I just thought, you know, if I can take that passion I have and turn it into a life worth living, like a purpose-driven life is a book I read at the time. And I was like, that's really the key to happiness for human beings, being of service and having a purpose. So it really just shifted. I was like, okay, how do I do this? And I had some horses at the time, but I thought there are so many in need and so many um, 
wild horses that I reading about the plight of wild horses and how many were in the slaughter pipeline. I just kind of went to my husband and went, we're going to need a bigger ranch. And that's where <laughs> <laughs> the famous words, uh, we're going to need a bigger ranch. This yeah, is 9,000 acres. That's not a small ranch. And if I have understood what 9,000 acres looked like, I might have had some pause, but I was about to say, like, you have to, did you have to tear down tree? Like there's, you did like, I don't know what a 9,000 acre ranch would look like either, but that's a lot of maintenance. I do I do know that. And then you have like two. The landscaping plus, bill is huge. Right. Just got to be outrageous. <laughs> and then you have all of the horse uh, tack and field that you have to purchase and stuff like that. Like, hey. And uh, and now, and all of them, and their special needs horses, a lot of them, yeah. they, need, they need incredible amount of, of, of vet help. Like you yeah. could be, I don't care if you're rich, you got to have some type of support coming in. You can't yeah. sustain this type of lifestyle. Like this well, is like buying kids times, you know, you name what, shoot, I, I don't know how many lot. horses you got. It's a lot of money though, is yeah. my point. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old-school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends. That's helixsleep.com slash realfriends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, 
Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. How many do you have on the property? We have 300 equines. 230 of them are horses, wild horses, and the rest are mules or um donkeys blm donkeys and we have two zebras as well two baby wow. zebras and some zonkeys which is a yes. cross between a zebra and a donkey i love so, a zonkey i love a zonkey so yeah my husband was amazing in helping me set up the whole thing and i said to him if you help me set this up i promise after year three i will be fully self-supporting through my own contributions which is a thing that we say in aa and i kind of got there in 18 months because i just I'm one of these people that when I put my heart and soul and energy into something, I want to be the best that I can be. And it just kept growing. And especially actually during the pandemic, I realized that our social media was really becoming this place where people were coming to watch these videos of these horses who ironically were being released to being wild and free when we were all trapped in our houses Mm -hmm. and living in fear and we didn't want to watch the news. So people were saying, you know, I was getting these emails from people saying, you know, we watch, I watch this with the kids in my class in the morning, you know, school teachers or in, in nursing homes. And we watch your video in the morning, we talk about the horses and it is just, sometimes we watch it 10 times on a loop to be in nature and to be around these horses and we cry and we laugh with joy. And I suddenly realized, wow, this is something the people that are on the journey with us there, it's a way that they can emote, you know, kind of like a good movie, you know, you you want to feel all those things. And Mm -hmm. I think they get so attached to the horses. And when we lose one, for example, they'll still cry about it. You know, if I mention a name and it's it's been a beautiful journey for that. And I and I suddenly realized I had a responsibility, not just I wasn't just helping horses, we were kind of helping people mm. get through and me myself. It was like good for my mental health. So the videos got longer and the stories got longer, and it just sort of became more of a thing and grew beyond my wildest dreams. So and so now, when you fundraise um on the Instagram yeah. or what or your other channels. Uh, often is it for a specific horse, like this horse needs this surgery uh, if you want to contribute? Is that the idea? Often. We only ever fundraise when a horse is coming to us, and we are so incredibly well supported. I mean, I'm so thankful that people, it's really the, the, the their way of showing their love for the horses, you know, that inspire them and that they love and care for. And they our supporters have been incredible. So we tend to fundraise when a horse comes. We rarely have to. We have a, a vet fund where we have a um, uh, a platform called Patreon, Patreon, where yeah. people go on and you can be on different tiers. And that's where a lot of our funds come for, for our vet fund, our hay fund, fencing fund. So that's just things that are generally going on. But yeah, our vet bills are massive, you know, because yeah. we take you, a lot of horses. Do you, uh, can horses be adopted? From you guys? 
we have tried very hard to focus on the horses that we take being ambassadors for the amount of horses that are in need. So people will, because of us, they are, you know, I've helped so many people pull horses out of the slaughter pipeline for them to rescue or from the BLM corrals. I'll help them go there and do their paperwork and, you know, mm. tell them what they need to do. So we haven't adopted out up until like what we've done a lot is work with other rescues that do have adoption arms that are great. And we've helped them save 10 or 20 horses out of the source pipeline. I think we've rescued about 250 additional horses that then got adopted out through other rescues. It's just, I think I, I'm not a very good foster. I'm not, no. I, you know, I, I, oh, you're, a foster keep, you're a foster you, fail. You fail all the time. What's amazing 100%. about Claire is that she knows every single one of these horses names by sight. And she told me that sometimes she'll get it wrong and on the Instagram videos and, oh, yeah. and people will start correcting her. That's not snow. That's yeah. that's cedar. Yes, right. totally. <laughs> and it's extraordinary because I'm like, that's a sorrel, which is a red horse, like in the distance with a blaze. How on earth? But I think they they take it very seriously. And they're like, you know, that's not jalapeno, that's Otis. And I'm like, you are actually right. <laughs> so he's like, he has one white sock on his back left. And I'm going, What? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know But it that? is amazing that you know that you can that you know the names of all those horses. Yeah, I can't remember the names of any people, but yeah, horse I don't know why. I guess because of all of the stuff we go through at the beginning when we take them in, you know, and and I name most of them, which is really fun. I love it. It's like naming. you bond with them when they come in too. Absolutely. Like, yeah. When you brought when you brought uh Phoenix home, mm -hmm. just you know, how scared Phoenix was and how you coaxed him into come on in it's all right don't worry but yeah. it's all right baby it's all right and finally this you know the horse is now healthy and and yeah. and has grown you know the muscles are back on its back you know yep. and that was and then just in time for that beautiful just in time for shorty to show up shorty to show up <laughs> just in time then shorty, for shorty. Ghost, then shorty named ghost shows up and he's like hi he's like look at me <laughs> I've been working out, baby. So <laughs> it's so Let's sweet. go for a walk. It's so sweet. Well, well Claire, oh, wow. tell um, anyone who's listening if they want to contribute. Or First of all, I'm yeah. telling you to go to Sky Dog Sanctuary, the Instagram account. Um, you can also put that into YouTube where you'll see. Uh, that's where I saw the Dodo videos, which are very moving. Um, but Claire, for those that, that want to contribute to the Patreon, would you tell them mm -hmm. uh, where to go to do that? Yeah, so our Patreon is just patreon.com stroke Skydog Sanctuary. We have a YouTube channel. We also have a website that actually is skydogranch.org, and you can donate through that. You can donate through any of our social media platforms or join us on Patreon where you see a lot of behind-the-scenes videos. And um, I show a lot on there, and I talk much more openly on Patreon to everyone. And, I mean, and they're keeping... They're amazing. You it's went British. Amazing. You went English for a second. I think you meant um, um, backslash. Is that what we say, guys? So I, it would be it would be patreon.com backslash skydog sanctuary. I said stroke. I did. Yeah, I that's English. very English of you. We don't say that here. We do say that here, but it means something else. Um, yes. The thing. Oh, Donald, <laughs> please be don't be inappropriate in front of. I wasn't our being guests. inappropriate. We managed to get through the whole episode with. I was stroking one your ego without stroking your ego. Really, no, you, really, you're trying to really, say innuendo really, in front of a very really? proper. I wasn't English making woman. an innuendo. Oh my I just God, said we used it different. I swear like a sailor. And I was laughing. <laughs> I watched um, the the last podcast you did, I think, and you were talking about below deck. And yeah. I was laughing because I yeah. think my entire management 
skills for managing my crew because I have a chief stew who's my equine manager and then the equine staff and then the guys who are kind of the deck team. And I was like, I'm always telling them, you just have to watch Below Deck. You'll understand. Yeah. Why I don't know, do that, I don't know, I don't know if you want to educate your staff to go watch Below Deck because they go get hammered and hooked up with each other. That's true. That's <laughs> not encouraged. Well, they're on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. I know. I'm sure they're all hooking up with each other anyway. Uh, do you think they're all on farmers.com? Farmersonly.com. Oh that would be a good <laughs> by the way, we should make a below deck style reality yes. show, but about you Claire's staff. Oh it and would they, be, I don't know. They're all I hooking up and getting I'd hammered. be Captain Sandy. Yeah, you would. You are <laughs> Captain Sandy. You're a badass woman, Captain oh Sandy. My God. But you can literally, like, if you do work as a ranch hand, you could literally be like, I can go on farmersonly.com. Because I've always wondered, I've always wondered what are the qualifications. I know it says farmers only. qualifications are you're down to get up at four in the morning and milk cows as a wife. (laughs) That is it. Joelle is not going to be on farmersonly.com. I hear they be hooking up on (laughs) farmersonly.com. I hear it's a good hookup place. Well, you've heard through the grapevine in Los Angeles that Farmers Only is a good hookup spot. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> you know, if I ever uh, lose my husband for other reason, for yeah. some reason, I would go there because they are going to have skills to yeah. right. Work They'll on know the what to do. At least. But also, Claire, yeah. will you will you please help me explain to Donald that it's about choosing the lifestyle of being in Bumblefuck and getting up early and working. Yeah. It is a lifestyle. Your typical um, female or male who's trying to meet someone on there who's not in that lifestyle. On farmers only? In, yeah. We're if all so tired. Let's say you're How on J-Date. Anyone... <laughs> okay? Let's and say you're, you're not on J-Date. Let's say you're a nice Jewish gal on No, let's J-Date. say you're on J-Date and you're not Jewish. Get the fuck off, right? That's what you're saying. No, I didn't say that. I think oh. you're allowed to not be Jewish on J-Date. I don't know the rules. Oh. Dan, I'll Google But farmers only is strictly for farmers. <laughs> Dan, can you say. be non-Jewish on J-Date or do they we're, check your foreskin? Can you look at oh that? Oh, my God. Donald, farmers only, you wouldn't want to match with someone and be like, hey, I really am crazy about you, but the whole milking cows in the morning thing, I live in yeah. Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, it's too funny to imagine. I might have to go on there just to find yeah, out what's you going should. on. See, Claire, you should deep dive. Back I don't know. Tell yeah, us what, Claire, you should tell just us. do a little recon for us and I come th- back. I will. On. All right, Daniel, we'll go ahead. What's going on? I'm I'm thrilled to report that on J Date, individuals do not have to be Jewish in order to oh, join J Date. And you could join. And on Farmers Only, it isn't just for farmers. It's for <gasps> anyone interested in living a more rural lifestyle. Well, a let me tell you something. You're going to fall in love with someone who's going to be like, you're, you're down to milk those cows at 5.30, right? And you'll be like, what now? That's my below deck watcher time. <laughs> How am I supposed to get up at 5.30 if I was up till 2 a.m. watching below deck men? <laughs> well, maybe that's what below deck down under is all about. Maybe go. they, um, yeah, I don't know what they're doing on there. <laughs> they're in Australia, Claire. Stop trying to make sexual innuendo jokes. Oh, Donald is well, a I bad impression. Donald, Donald has a bad impression, uh, influence on you. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. This segment of Fake Doctors Real Friends is brought to you by T-Mobile. When you need great coverage, especially when enjoying your favorite podcasts, check out T-Mobile. Okay, today Joelle pulled a a couple of fan letters that she's going to read to us now. So we get a ton of letters that uh, are not asking us for anything. They don't want want advice. They're not trying to be on the show. The best kind of letter, Joelle. 
sharing some love. And I was like, how do we honor these people who are just sending us in these such lovely thoughts? So here we go. Uh, Our first letter comes from Matt Mulvaney. It's from the UK. He says, hey. Not Mick Mulvaney, right? Not Mick Mulvaney. (laughs) Matt Mulvaney. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Okay, so this is actually a question, but it's a fun question. Uh, I have a question I've been wondering for a while. This is a question. I'm listening. All right. Looks like you're you're looking at your farmer's only account. How did you know? All right, go ahead. Oh, my God. Donald's Donald's looking down like he's (laughs) signing up for farmer's only. All right, go ahead, Joel. Sorry. Okay, so the beginning of the series, JD has the apartment. But when Carla and Turk move in, it's JD that has to move out. Yeah, what the Why? Well, no, JD and Turk didn't. JD and Turk have the apartment. Right. Not JD has the apartment. This yeah, is but you did. Why, why don't y'all move out and find a new place? Why do you evicting JD? They don't. JD decides to move out. He's living with them for the yeah. longest. Yeah, but why can't they get their own place? JD's got a nice apartment. Yeah, that I don't know. Yeah. JD decided to move out on his own, man. That I do not understand. All right. We don't have an answer for you, but uh, we... Because it's good the, for storytelling. Whatever How about the, that? Whatever the answer is, Donald and I didn't come up with it. So there you go. Go ahead, Joelle. All right. So our next question comes from Mary Chandler. Mary says, hey, Joelle, I just want to say thanks. I've been listening to the podcast since the very beginning. I was religiously tuning in every day a new episode dropped. But then in December 2021, my dad passed away from COVID and I struggled a lot. The podcast is so funny and silly and happy. So I didn't listen for a while because I didn't feel like I could be happy. I'm doing better now, and this summer, I've been frantically trying to catch up with all the episodes. I'm on 704 right now. I quit my bar industry job in order to help out my mom since my dad passed away so suddenly. I left behind coworkers that were like family, and I miss them a lot. Listening to the four of you helps fill a little of that void. I just wanted to say that I appreciate the friendship you four have. It's been healing for me. It's incredible that you all met and care about each other. It really comes through in the show. I could go on and on, but I'm trying to be as brief as possible. Thank you again. Cheers, Mary. Mary, that's so sweet. Mary, I love you. Mary, it's like Zach, I love you. Mary, I love you. Mary, I love you. Yeah, I think <laughs> Mary, that, I love you. I think if you ask the four of us what we would make us feel the warmest in our hearts would be what Mary's saying. The idea that we could make you laugh when you're feeling sad. The idea that we could bring a giggle to your day or your car ride or whatever it is, is, is all we all really want to do. That's all we want to do. He's not lying. When I'm loud and when I'm making all of this noise and all of that stuff, it's really for you guys. I swear on my life. <laughs> for real, I really do want you guys to enjoy your day and be happy and feel the energy that, you know, feel the energy that we're sending through the airwaves, however you describe your podcast, whether it's radio or not. You know what I mean? We understand the responsibility that we have. And, you know, it, it's really important to us that you enjoy your time with us. Yeah, we want to create an hour or so of, of, of hopefully some laughs and some hopefully occasionally some thoughtfulness like our guest today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's all we want to do. And it, it brings us so much joy to, to, to hear feedback like that. So thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Thanks, T-Mobile. Did you know that at T-Mobile, new and existing customers always get the same great device deals with Go 5G Plus plans? It's true. So why wait? Go check out T-Mobile.com slash go see why. Now back to the show. All right, uh, Claire Staples, you're an incredible human being. You are inspiration. And I, and I love that. I, I am so moved also that this part of this spark came out of your recovery and wanting to uh, be of service to 
our country and humanity. And I just think you're an extraordinary person. Thank you. You know when they do those CNN extraordinary uh, people things? I think we I should, should submit. We this should is submit the fake doc. This is the fake doc. Yeah, this is our version. This is our version. You're Absolutely. our first. You're our first uh, candidate for. This is way more fun. Yeah. Can by the way, Donald, that on? we should do that. We should have extraordinary people like Claire on, and then we'll do our CNN version of extraordinary person of the year. Yes, I love well, it. Well, you're the we'll first do- guest. You're the Thank first you. One. I, no offense. I, no I, offense to. No offense to Cody, but. You did great by most Americans, Cody, but. Yeah, you got Cody, Claire on. Cody, we, we love you, oh. but you're not a candidate for um, special human of the year. And it's only because you don't like Taylor Swift. Yes, that's the one, wow. one of the main okay. reasons that you've been disqualified. How can anyone not? Well, wow. believe it or not, Cody, Cody's a I hater. didn't like Taylor Swift for six days. I I'm not going to lie. Yes, for six I don't know days. if you know this, uh, uh, Claire, uh, uh, but uh, the haters are going to hate, 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 <laughs> hate, um, hate, hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Taylor that told us that. And it was you know Taylor I mean? who I educated I always forget. Yes. What the haters are going to do until I know they're going to hate. I'm reminded. Yeah, yes. yeah. they're going to hate, but right, you got to shake it off. Yes, take that Claire. Claire. And, and everybody, everybody, Claire, uh, we're going to end on that note. If the haters hate, 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 just shake, shake it, it off. Shake, shake it, it off. off. Right. Five, six, seven, eight. Some stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses in a Canada who love to hate. I said, here's a story. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.